Hello and welcome to the 104th edition of Downtime Podcast. Elisa. What's up? How's it going, Elisa? We are officially in June. And as we go into June, that means we're about a week and a half closer to E3 of this year. And also, we're about 18 days until it is officially the season of summer in the United States. Yeah, can't wait. Good vibes all around. It's getting hot um, where I'm at, but just holding it down, doing my thing. It's cold where you're at, right? Yeah, it's pretty chill over here. Um, I don't mean that in a... Well, I kind of do mean that in like a... In a punny way? Yeah, it's it's kind of cold here, but I'm, you know, I've got my blanket on, so it's all good. It's kind of weird wearing like winter clothing in the summer, but that's San Francisco for you. That is San Francisco for you. I saw John Wick. Oh, what'd you think? Oh, well, okay. First of all... um, No spoilers, obviously. So I love John Wick and I love Keanu Reeves for just being a really hilariously awesome action movie about a man getting avenging his dead dog. Um, So... Basically, John Wick should have at least seven more movies and I would still watch it. It's kind of how I feel about Fast and Furious. I kind of hope that John Wick goes in the Fast and Furious direction (laughs) of just like, fuck it, we're going to give you 10 movies because I would love to see 10 (laughs) movies of John Wick or at least like two more movies. Um, Yeah. All I got to say with this movie is that it, it... it is very clear they have no intentions of stopping the franchise. That's right. The creator, yes. the creators, the director, and Ken Reeves have said like they'll keep making it as long as people watch it. And I'm like, yo, I'm watching it. I'm buying a ticket, so keep making it. And they're both very passionate about the series, which is awesome because it shows that Keanu, you know, he he's he's really invested in in the project as opposed to actors who are just like, okay, it's a good script, I'll be in it. But Keanu is like I- giving his a hundred percent roll into it i think what i what 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 i find really enjoyable about keanu reeves and just like this whole the lore of the lore of the continental and the um and the john wick series is yeah it 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 gets ridiculous and it's kind of crazy but it is a showcase of martial arts and keanu reeves has been taking the stunt for martial arts very seriously in fact every movie they always post behind the scenes of him learning the new martial arts that is going to be meant for that john wick movie and it's pretty awesome i just think overall it's a very fun action movie and i am here for action movies for the sake of just being fun action movies yeah it was badass i know i remember i don't remember if it was the first one or the second one but um they had one of them was um, John. One video was John Wick learning a screamer. Uh, sorry, Keanu Reeves learning a screamer, and the other video was um, Keanu Reeves um, shooting, learn, like you know, shooting practice, and it was pretty awesome. So I don't know what the behind the scenes for this movie will be, but I can't wait. And speaking of Keanu Reeves, I saw um, a new Netflix rom com. Always be my maybe. As oh, well. I, that's on my list. I'm I'm waiting to watch it, but I I do know about it, and I saw the trailer Ooh. and he was in it. And I was okay, like, let, Yo, what let's the heck? totally, t- dude, let's totally talk about it, like in an, in our non video gaming podcast when you watch it. Sure, it was really adorable. I I like I said this last year about to all the boys, but there is a revival of just simple basic rom coms that's happening, and I'm here for it. I am totally here. Yeah, for all the simple romantic comedies that are out right now. I don't want the two th- early two thousands vibe though. Like these rom coms are a lot better than that, and I love it. Yeah, it's like it's like we're bringing it back. We're bringing back like the we're bringing back the nineties rom coms that were like about people just trying to get together in high school or like at you know sleepless in Seattle or whatever. Just I'm here for it all. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'll, I'll let yeah. you know. In uh, on my end, I I watched Godzilla today. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and it was good. I I'm a huge fan of the Godzilla movies. 
even the campy ones. So this was a nice bridge between both of them because it felt half campy, half serious. Like there were there were some actors you could tell that were like super serious about the role and super serious about the plot, but then some actors were literally just like joking around. And I was like, oh wow, this is this is exactly what I wanted. I saw the one that came out in uh, 2015 or 2014, and um, like it was, it was a f- totally fine Godzilla movie. Like it's some good action, and it, you know, I probably, I honestly want to watch this one as well. Yeah, because... definitely check it out. If you like that first one, you'll definitely like this one. But personally, I feel like this one's a lot better than that one. But mm-hmm. the first one had too much human drama. This one has a lot less of that, but it's a little bit shallow. There's like there's this whole like find my daughter plot on top of this like government agency trying to hunt down all the monsters, not hunt them down, like kill them, but to find them and study them and stuff like that. And that that plot point is a lot more interesting to me than the yeah. the family thing because I'm just like, yo, I don't care about this family thing. Let me just see some monsters fight each other. This is what I'm watching the <laughs> movie for. That being said, though, the first movie had the family stuff, but I for setup, I think, because. <laughs> someone dies in that first one so I I, I I mean obviously I haven't seen this latest movie but I don't know how much is even like relevant to that family anymore We're still on the E3 grind where the rumors and things are getting revealed. And yeah, there's even more stuff than when we talked about than we talked last week. Yeah, um, I want to start off with Death Stranding and there a trailer dropped that kind of revealed more stuff about the story. Um, like it takes place in current times in like this alternate world. And you play this dude. His name is Sam. Sam. And he is played by Norman Reedus, obviously. And it's an open world kind of game with some stealth elements. So it's Metal Gear without Metal Gear. Um, and that was a ridiculously long trailer again, by the way. It was eight minutes. I feel like I played the game already. <laughs> At first, I thought I thought the only long trailer was going to be the one that we got last year. But this was another long trailer, and there was a point where I I just kind of skipped around. I didn't even I wasn't even interested in watching the whole thing anymore. Yeah, I stopped watching it after a while, and I was like, okay, this is too much. Um, yeah. But apparently, it's about like life and uh, restarting. Um, the strand. Yeah, the strand, if you will. I thought it was really cool that um, the. Basically, the the facial capture and stuff like that of all the characters was awesome. Like, Mads Mikkelsen looks really good. He looks too realistic. Oh, yeah. That was a, that's really good. And I, I think in all the shots where they showed a human character, in the end, in the end, though, like the end of the trailer, oh, my gosh, it, it felt like I was watching like a movie with him or with Mad Mickelson. Yeah, I know what you mean. He plays a very good bad guy in everything that he does. He does. He does. Um. So the plot is about you trying to like connect a fractured world. There's like some apocalypse that happened, and uh, now you're trying to rescue this baby and stuff like that. Which is probably a strand, probably a last strand or a strand of something that will bring the world together. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of people seem to be fighting over this baby, including Mads Mikkelsen. And there's like yep. the 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 uh, those ghostly creatures are like the Dementor looking. Like yeah, they're like demons people. or something. Yeah, I forgot what their name were were in the trailer, but I just found it hilarious that. Freaking this this stupid trailer showed like a whole minute of these ghosts chasing after Sam. And then I was just thinking, okay, straight up, like, why did you have to show us 30 seconds of this? Right. This was so pointless. <laughs> I know. Whoever cut the trailer, I'm just like, okay. It wasn't it wasn't even showing anything unique. It was 
basically Sam snaking in the field and being chased after until finally it cuts to Sam punching one of them. Right. To show gameplay. It, it was just so pointless. So the ultimate question is, Elisa, after seeing that, does, has that convinced you to get it? Man, so the funny thing is the um the hype surrounding it and just the mysteriousness of what this game is even about had me very interested in buying it. And now after watching this trailer, I like I don't even know if I want to play it anymore. Um I'm just kind of I don't know. You know how trailers are supposed to reel you in? That did not reel me in. No. The trailer's yeah. supposed to be short. You I mean I'm sure it's going to be a very good story-driven game as well, but then I also don't cuz the thing is is like I don't know how complicated it's going to get cuz Metal Gear Solid I think can get really complicated. Yeah, and And then Kojima's known for that, that stuff. Exactly. And then as you all know, uh, if you played Metal Gear Solid, like half of the game is actually the game and the other half is cutscenes. Very very old school Japanese style and of yeah, game. It, Which by the way, I have nothing wrong with cutscenes. I li- like, you know, I love my Final Fantasies and everything. I just don't know if this is a topic that I would be interested in. Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to actually play this game for a while. I haven't played any of the uh Metal Gear Solid games ever. I only know about them and know like kind of the little the few little easter eggs that Kojima hid inside of them like for Metal Gear Solid 3 if you wait a while before defeating the final boss then he'll die of old age stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And I think that's really cool. I think Kojima is an auteur in a sense when it comes to video games and making <laughs> them. Um, but I just never had any interest in playing it because they just felt like movies to me and I'd rather like watch a like a cutscene driven thing on YouTube of all the Metal Gear solid storylines instead of just like playing it. I don't know, it just never was my thing. I mean, we'll definitely see what happens uh in in terms of if there's more trailers released. I just wasn't as excited as I thought I would be watching this next trailer. I was expect I was waiting for it to end. Yeah. See, that's the point when you're just like, is it worth buying this game? Nah. I guess I'll just wait. Yeah. Um I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm cool with waiting on this one. Same, same. Uh but leading up to that, uh Last of Us 2 was delayed because of Death Stranding. Yeah, you see, the thing is I would act- I would rather play The Last of Us 2. Um that being said, it there's a little bias in that because I played The Last of Us 1 and I am connected to characters like Ellie and uh what is his name? Joel. So I do want to know what's happening with them and what's happening in the new community and commune that they live in. Oh, and then, okay, that's another thing, Jeremy. At least the Last of Us 2 trailer was short and I got the point. <laughs> yeah. I already I already know what to expect. I feel, you know how sometimes people try to make things artistic for just because it's like, oh, I'm an artsy fartsy kind of guy. And if you don't get it, then fuck you. Well... You know, maybe I'm not this artsy fartsy person to play your game, so fuck you right back. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's one of those yeah. things where you have to understand the creator, but you don't have to respect that person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, there's there's a lot you could say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if they're gonna have it on display at E3 they probably will um so we'll see what happens I mean I I hope they have something yeah just like a playable short demo yeah but anything is possible anything's possible but yeah totally ruined the groove of the last of us delaying it now to I think February yeah of 2020 yeah Um, but yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, what else, what else do you have from your list? Um, well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is coming out 
with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And if if you want to be just more it more confused, then there you have it. <laughs> so we're already on Modern Warfare what five, and then they, they just went back to Modern Warfare. So they said it was a soft reboot. Uh, they released a trailer. It there's no so the original one's called Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, but this one's just called yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It kind of fucks up like the search part of it. So you're trying to find stuff about this game, but of course the one from like 2007 is gonna come up, and you're like, what the hell? I thought. I thought I was looking for another game. Like, nope, this, it was this game. So you get to distinguish between the two different years. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, the whole storyline is supposed to be the similar but different, and it's supposed to, like, take the characters in a new direction. And I'm like, all right, I mean... Do you really need a soft reboot on Modern War- on Call of Duty? You the, just make a new game. They've run out of ideas. They're, they this is This is the point where it's like, it's been less than 20 years, and you're already going back in the loop. I'm like... Come on, yo! Make, like space didn't work. Yeah, Black Ops is like, fu- like slightly futuristic, modern, but still, I don't know why you have to go back to this specific franchise. Just make it uh, like, make it Modern Warfare, but like a continuation, not like a reboot of the whole thing. That's the part that gets me the most. Is like, there, it's, it's killing two birds with one stone for them. Like, oh, we could just reboot it at the same time. We can just, uh, you know, we can just make it. Uh, in the same franchise as the original games and use the same title. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah, I just don't see what the point is. Because now there's three games that exist. There's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. There's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. And now there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I know. Whatever. I mean, I, li- I like the story of the first Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, but I'll wait and see for reviews to come out before I hop onto this one i'm not a huge call of duty person let me put that out there well, and then obviously obviously i'm not a call of duty person at all yeah yeah i mean i've played a bunch of other different shooters in the near past and uh they're a lot better than call of duty in my opinion but you know if your call of duties are bread and butter then hey no worries i know right and then um, speaking of just kind of war games, so Gears of War 5 is announced for June 9th, as in it's coming out on June 9th, so in about a, in a week from now. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't and, really, I don't have an Xbox, but hey, that's awesome. Yeah, and I don't play, I don't really play uh, war games that much, but a lot of people are really excited for that. And then another game announced is marvel's avengers right i will okay it was already annu- it was already announced but they're going to give more information at e3 right and i heard someone leaked some stuff about it um basically it's like got single player and co- cooperative gameplay um you can have up to four players and it kind of sounds like destiny but with like I don't know. marvel her- heroes Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I read a description that was online, and I don't know if it's if that's enough information to go by. Just because it's such a generic and vague description of what can happen in yeah. any game. It definitely sounds like your typical looter shooter. Um, but like, you know, kind of like Anthem ish. Eh, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm going to buy it day one. I just want to see what the hype's all about. and cause they, Because, you know, Endgame just came out and everyone's still, you know, thinking about that. So this is a good time to release that game. Yeah. Who is it? Crystal Dynamics? Yes. Um, uh, Ghostbusters, the video game, is getting a remaster for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. I actually played this game. I have it on Steam. It's pretty fun. It's considered by many especially the fans, to be the third movie in the Ghostbusters franchise since it takes place like a, a couple of years after the second movie ends. Um, okay. I actually enjoyed it. It's a fun third-person action game. Um, it's, it is what you think it is. It's you're, you're in the Ghostbusters squad as a new member. You don't speak at all, but then like 
they rep- everyone from the Ghostbusters original movies reprised their roles, which I thought was super so cool. So Bill Murray's in it? Yeah. So here's the thing. Bill Murray doesn't sound like he wants to be there. Like he's just doing it to, <laughs> to collect a check. But everyone else is like giving their all giving their all for this whole performance. And Bill Murray's like, yeah, I'm just here. And I'm like, maybe that's just Bill Murray being Bill Murray. But it really does. It genuinely doesn't sound like he wants to be there. But they got him. I mean, they got him to be there. Um, what's the name of the villain? Gowser, right? Gowser? I don't... And, am I saying that name right? Gowser? Uh, Bowser? Gowser? Which which Ghostbusters movie are you referring to? I think I'm referring to the second one where it's a woman. It's like a woman... Was it... Uh, um? What's her face? Uh, the, the... God. Gozer? Sigourney Weaver's character? I think so. Is that, is that the, uh, no, 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 it's not Sigourney Reaver, Slavitsa Joven. I'm not sure who that is. I, anyways, I was just curious if she was in the Ghostbusters video game. Cause I feel like that's a prominent Ghostbusters villain. No, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. For sure. I don't think so. I, you know, another thing is, I don't know if I'm even saying the name right. Gozer, Gowser. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. But that was the main villain. That's one of the main villains of Ghostbusters. So I was wondering if... So they created a completely new villain then in Ghostbusters, the video game. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Um, it was it was fun. Like, the, the Marshmallow Man makes a return. Oh, nice. Yeah. Marshmallow Man's always adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a good game. I mean, it, it's... I'm really glad that they updated it um they didn't show any gameplay in the trailer it was just like a cinematic trailer yeah but i'm i do hope that they actually have cinematic cutscenes because you know harold ramus passed away and unfortunately but they still have his likeness in the game which is awesome and he you know they're they're just re-recording not re-recording they're just remastering everything so hopefully they'll still do his character justice yeah for sure uh yeah yeah so for Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft is also going to make a presence at E3. There's going to be three games that they're going to reveal once a day um, starting on June 10th, as well as we have a game called Roller Champions, which is a roller derby co-op that they're going to go more in detail at E3. Huh. And I'm I'm actually intrigued because how many roller derby games do we have? Zero. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. N- not enough. We need more. Clearly. <laughs> I know. Apparently we need more. Apparently we need more. And someone said that it's comparative it's gonna be comparative to Rocket League. Kinda like not not like Rocket League, but just kinda like take a random sport or take a random activity and make it into a co op. Mm. So respect for that. I'm cool. I am I am I approve of the roller derby. Sounds like fun. Um, And yeah, it seems like Ubisoft is also going to make its stake at the conference. They always do. But, you know, last week we were talking about how, oh, like, I don't even know if companies are taking E3 that seriously anymore. And the answer is like, nope, they're still going at it, which which is a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I seen Oh, go for it. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying like I see no issues in all of these companies trying to um take advantage of the situation and they should. So, go all out and make a statement for the fans. For the fans. Everyone wants this. For the fans. Still waiting on that Hot Wheels game. Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> There's apparently a live action movie coming out. So we'll see. I don't know what that's going to be like. Fast and Seriously? Yeah, live action Hot Wheels movie. Uh, people are saying it's going to be like Fast and Furious. I'm like, no, why would we need another one? Just just stop. <laughs> I don't know what this Hot Wheels movie is supposed to be. Wow. Mm. It's been in development for some time now, apparently. Did you see that uh, Sonic got pushed? Did we talk Dude, about this? I did, did we see... talk about this? I don't know. You know, 
I don't know if okay. I feel like we talked. Okay, no, we didn't. Okay. When the Sonic thing happened, I was not on the podcast. It was Jordan. Oh, but we didn't talk about it being pushed. I think we didn't. So we never went more into that together. Together, we haven't. Right. You you did with Jordan. I, just not did with I? Me. I don't remember talking about Sonic being pushed. With oh, Jordan. Wait. I think I just talked about the movie with him. But, okay. Because it happened like a few, couple weeks ago, like after I did the podcast yeah. with him. But Why do the, I feel like we barely talked about it? Maybe because reason. we didn't. <laughs> no, Let's just do I mean, it. That's true. Let's just say that we didn't. But the, so they're pushing the movie out um, until 2021. Yeah. To Which fix basically, Sonic. basically means they're redoing the movie. There's like no doubt about it. Ugh, good. I mean, is that trailer still up? Is the Sonic trailer still up? I don't know. You'd have to check. Because I don't think they're redoing the whole movie. They're just redoing uh, Sonic's model. Yes, yes. So all of the all of the plates, all of the human shots should al- already be done, as we see, because Jim Carrey's you know t- doing whatever he's doing in the movie. So they're just going to replace the model at that point. Right. Jim Carrey's like, if you want reshoots, it's going to cost you, and they're like, we don't have enough money for this. <laughs> <laughs> I so I don't know if I give my opinion on this, but I think that Sega should be getting more slack for the movie than Paramount should be getting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I will and I'll tell you why. Um the way a lot of these production companies work is they're the third party to the client in which the the client in this case is Sega. So if you don't approve of that Sonic trailer, Sega approved of that model. Right. And and Paramount is just following whatever Sega says. Right. Right. So I th- so I think if you're if you're mad, you should take it out on Sega. You shouldn't take it out on Paramount cuz Paramount is just following what the company is saying because they can't because they're working with an IP, they can't do anything unless someone the account on Sega approves of it. Yeah, Sega Sega's the the creative director in this sense. Yeah, exactly. And I think someone mentioned before that their reasoning for making Sonic the way he looks is because uh they wanted to have a distinguishing um characteristic compared to the video game Sonic, Sonic Boom and now live action Sonic. But I'm like, why do you need to do that? Why do you have to make him like unrecognizable like the whole point I agree. the whole point of sonic looking like sonic is so that people recognize that it's sonic um so i i i complain about this type of stuff a lot um i'm not a f- i'm not a fan of the movie medium or tv show medium of having a uh having a a designed or like computer graphic in a real world setting and combining the two and marrying it I just think that a lot of the times it's never successful. Um, And one of the reasons why I don't find it successful is because a lot of times when they do this type of thing, they try to make the character more realistic looking. And I don't think you should go in. If you do that type of movie, I don't think you should go in that direction. I think that you should try to keep the same character um, design and keep it cartoony. I because I think that's kind of the whole point. I mean, like, look at that movie who framed Roger Rabbit. The whole entire movie had a 2D rabbit character in it. And it's one of the most popular movies, actually. One of the most popular movies of that type to exist. Even better, Space Jam. Yes, exactly. Or (laughs) Space Jam. That's a great. That is a perfect example, Jeremy. Yeah, that is. That is a great example. I think if you do this, stop trying to make it realistic. Make it as close uh, to the character and nonsensical as possible. I think it's better if it's nonsensical. Yeah, I just don't want them to make it like it looks like a cartoon. I want them to make it look like it belongs from a different world while at the same time keeping true to the Sonic structure. Yes, I agree. That's all I want. Yep. Don't make him look like a human. Just make him look like seriously. Yeah. Make him look like you know 1991 Sonic. You know, a little pot belly, like four sticks, 
like arms with like hands with the gloves and you know shoes poofy hair yeah poofy hair poofy spikes yeah exactly i don't need no human looking runner's legs sonic version i just want you know the the the, what i just want sonic i want real sonic not fake sonic yeah i don't think there's anything wrong creatively with making the cartoon character not look realistic yeah in fact i think it's more fun that way yeah i agree i totally agree yeah I think one of the reasons why Detective Pikachu is has been successful is because at least Pikachu or sorry, at least Pokemon, just that whole franchise, they they are based off of animals. That's so you right. can so you so you can mess around with that and it looks fine. Right. Where I don't even think that the Sonic module module model looks like a hedgehog. No, he looks like a little boy wearing a Sonic costume from Party City. <laughs> Like a scary Sonic costume. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I could beat this dead horse, but people on Twitter have already done that. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on. Did we talk about Xbox One Game Pass come to PC? Yeah. No, we didn't. Wait. Oh, there's too many things. <laughs> we didn't, right? Um, so we we did not. No, 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 we didn't. So what is, what does that entail? Because I didn't look too much into it. Xbox Game Pass. So the Game Pass that you can get on an Xbox is also coming to PC now. So you can get so you can get a lot of Xbox games now on PC, or it will come to PC. Yeah. I think my one question though is, um, if you already have an Xbox Game Pass. Does that mean the games will automatically go to your PC? That's the one thing I wasn't clear on. You know, we should be more aware of these kinds of things. Like, I, but we don't own Xboxes, so that's why we're not like, oh, we know everything about it. But- because yeah, because you know, what if you had to get a separate account? I should have looked this up earlier. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's okay. but I did not. <laughs> yeah, but but um, pretty much uh, the same the same thing is coming to PC. It's unclear. To me, at least, if you can have, if you can kill two birds with one stone, or you have to get two stones. Hmm. But okay. also, I feel like if you have an Xbox, you're not, you're not all, you're not gonna suddenly put your games on PC, anyways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, obviously, uh, each gamer will have its preference, but that's all we have for now on Game Pass. Which is still very, very successful. Yeah, very true. Yep. And then while we're at it, um, so just for for June, because it is June 2nd, the games that are on Xbox Game Pass, um, some of them came out on Memorial Day weekend, so I'm going to say that too. So Void Bastards, Dead by Daylight, Outer Wilds, Full Metal Furls, The Banner Saga 2, and Super Hot for xbox game pass in june and for ps4 playstation plus you have sonic mania and borderlands the handsome collection nice which if that that's not an advertisement to prep before borderlands 3 then i don't know what is that's pretty cool that's a really solid list Mm mm-hmm so lucky you place the not oops lucky you get xbox game pass owners I know. Do you know the news about um the game Ion Maiden? Um I heard a little bit about it and uh th- you can go on but I'll I'll, th- I'll say my things after. I just think it's kind of it, it's a fun it's a fun story. Well, I mean not fun for Iron Maiden, I guess, but it's a fun it's fun for me <laughs> as a as an audience reader. If I if I so- think I know where this is going, I think it's going to be stupid, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ion Maiden is a first-person shooter. It's being um, published by 3D Realms, developed by Voidpoint. And this game has... Let's just say that the logo kind of looks like Iron Maiden's logo. And just for the audience, if you don't listen to rock, Iron Maiden is like a heavy metal band. Very, very popular heavy metal band. I don't know if they still, they probably still make music today, but they were definitely popular in like the 80s and 90s. Um, yes. So they are suing 3D Realms 
And let me just get the quote for you because Iron Maiden says Ion Maiden's logo and marketing is an effort to confuse consumers into believing defendants' products and services are somehow affiliated with or approved by Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. So pretty much they're suing Ion Maiden for one, um, if people are doing a Google search on Iron Maiden, they might get Ion Maiden, and that's confusing. Two, uh, the the promo materials for Iron Maiden look for look very sorry, the promo materials of the game like look similar to Ion Maiden to the point that like if someone saw Iron Maiden, they might think that Iron Maiden made the game. Oh my god. That being said, I the the font of the logos do not look alike. I, I'm like looking at them side by side and they do not look similar. Um, but definitely it's one of those things where it's a touchy subject because I feel like a lot of heavy metal bands have been suing technology for a while now. <laughs> uh, one of the most notable ones is Metallica and the whole downloading Napster incident. This would not be the first time that a rock band said something about technology. Yeah. Um, that being said, Ion Maiden, it looks like the gameplay is not really music related either. It's a first person. So it like there's nothing like heavy metal rock related to it. Right. What I'm seeing. Right, right, right. Um Yeah. I think I don't know. It's not that serious, but that's what I said about a lot of things and Metallica sued them. So like, they're literally just taking out two letters. Well, removing one of the other letters. One still. letter. One look. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a fun story, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, uh, I it frustrates me that you're just off by a couple letters and you're like, oh no, it's a mistake. What the heck? Come on. But like by I think by US rules and by US law, um, it's how a lot of TV shows, for example, they can reference something and you know and but they won't get in trouble with it because it's not the name. So like, for example, Facebook, if you reference Facebook on a TV show or a movie if you don't have the if you don't have the licensing or permission to use it, then you'll be like bookface on in the movies. Or everybody loves Raymond and everybody hates Chris. You know? Yeah. Pretty much. So I don't know if you can technically sue on, on these grounds because it, you did they the name is also different. Right. And, and it's it's just the loophole of the United States law system, so Yeah. Yeah. But it but is it is it something that's ongoing or is it just something like oh we're going to sue you or are they are they already suing them? Um, it looks like it's ongoing. Oh, okay. It looks like, um, it looks like they said they were going to do it before and then they finally did it. Like they started it. I see. Yeah. You're gonna hear about this from my lawyer. <laughs> Which is pretty much what people say, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a lawyer. Yeah, I know. Who knows? <laughs> Who even knows? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Yo. So I was originally intending to finish this game in maybe like two, three weeks. I finished it in six days, you know? Um, sometimes games do that to you where you're, you're playing it initially and you're having a good time. And as you all know, last week I was a little skeptical about, huh, the first trial was kind of too long. Well, let me tell you, every trial after the first trial was amazing. It was so good. It was so, it was so spicy. This is a pretty spicy story. (laughs) Okay. It, yeah, the, it it went in a direction I wasn't expecting. Um, and also, remember how I told you? Uh, so remember how I told you, like, who am I supposed to be friends with in this game if everyone's gonna die? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I had a few characters in my head that 
I that to me felt like the best strategy to being friends with them just because of the way that they're presented and because I play a lot of JRPGs that it just seems like these characters are always, are going to be important. Mm-hmm. And damn, Jeremy, I was right. I was totally right. So there are two distinct characters that I that I knew I should be friends with. And then I'm going to say one of them, even though it is a spoiler, because I said it last week. But it's like part of the story. So one of them, one of the characters, uh, Kyoko, like, you don't know what her ultimate skill is yet. So it's like, you might as well be friends with her until you find out what her ultimate skill is. I feel like that one is much more straightforward. Like, that one's not really, like, a spoiler. That one's, a, like, like a logical thing. Like, you should actually talk to this person. Right. And and then there's this other character who I was like, I don't know about this guy, but I'm going to stick with him, and I'm going to try to be friends with him because I feel like this is just the way to go with this type of person. And I was totally right. So everyone who I decided to pursue for friendships or to pursue to to um boost up my uh, library of skills with them made it to the end and i was like hell yeah bitch i got this i was so proud of myself yeah nice nice like yeah like i was like damn i totally got this um god the trials are so are got significantly harder I thought the second trial was ridiculous, and then it just gets even crazier and crazier, culminating all leading up to the final and last trial, which is where the whole story goes down. And the story went in a, in a direction I wasn't even expecting to happen. And I was very impressed by what by what the reveal of the ending was too. I was like, "Wow, they 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 got me in for a loop here." That's awesome. It's it sounds a lot like. Uh... Ah, uh, Phoenix Wright. Yes. In that sense. Yes. A lot of comparisons to that. Very cool. Um Oh man, I would I, there's so many things I want to say about the trials and the ending cuz it's like ridiculous. Um Oh, there's this one character who I was shocked that this one made it to the end. And I was just like, "Damn, I can't believe you survived all of this." Yeah, seriously. Like it was one of those. It, it he's he was one of those characters. I was just like, are you even are you even capable of making it to the end? And then, long behold, this guy did, and I was I was shocked. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I'm very sad. I'm satisfied with the people who survived, because. You know, it was a it was it was a good bunch of that the care that the um developers chose to survive. Very good uh, diverse in personality. Okay. And okay. Cuz I was I was going to wait on the second one, but I I'm so excited about the first one that now I'm going to just play it. Okay. So, yeah, no. I mean, you already you already started the journey, so might as well keep going. Yeah, might as well keep going. Um, I look. I wanted to go to the Danganronpa uh, subreddit to kind of see what's up, and I wanted to post a comment about like, dude, I just finished this game and it was crazy. Oh my god! So the Danganronpa subreddit is like all fan art and um, not like not cosplay, but when you're when you're posing as the character online, like a picture of you. Yeah, you know, you know how like some people like on forums and on Twitter or on Facebook they'll pretend to be a character and then they're actually interacting with with each other as if they are the character. I don't is it role playing? I don't know what that is. Oh, I mean like it is role play. It, it's yeah, it's our so role playing. There you go. So that so the whole subreddit is like fan art and role playing and memes. Uh okay. And then I'm and I'm just like, oh, there is no place for me to have a discussion. Yeah, yeah. Here. They're gonna be like they're gonna just like meme it up and like act as those characters. You're like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I know. It's like every time you try to have a serious like you wanna say something genuine and serious, then they're just going to do something. Um that being said, their fan art's pretty pretty awesome. Like they're they're very good artists there. Um but I don't know if the subreddit's the place for me yeah it's okay at least you looked at it yeah at least i looked at it 
Um, I, I very, I, I pretty much approve of anyone trying this, um, trying this JRPG. I want to see. I don't think that the games are related to each other, as in the the theme and the st- and kind of like what to expect of there's a bunch of people and everyone's going to die and there's a bear who's who's taunting everyone. That stays the same, but the cast of characters and the situation is different in each game. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to just kind of s- compare which one I like the most. Right, right. Yeah, because there might be a better, like, you know, one is good, but two might be better. Two seems promising. Everyone talks about two, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's what I played, and I finished it, and I had a very good time playing it. Cool. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that there's a game this year that you completed that you really love. Oh, yeah. Um, That being said... I'm going back to Stardew Valley. Oh no! Tomorrow, back into the rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going back into the rabbit hole tomorrow and playing Danganronpa too. And then I'm gonna finish. I, I actually started on finishing um, Spider-Man now because I'm like halfway through. Cool. Um, and I, I'm just gonna finish it now so I can return return it. Um, I I think I I don't know if I talked about Spider-Man before, but I, I like it. I like the gameplay. Um, very smooth. Uh, flying through the city. I like how um, Peter Parker is kind of like this, like, doesn't have his shit together type of character, <laughs> like, in his life. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. like a struggling, like, 25-year-old or whatever. <laughs> That's great. It's highly relatable. Highly relatable. What I also like about the game is uh, I like the puzzle because there's this mechanic, there's this uh, puzzle part of the game where uh you have to do some kind of like breadboarding and and um do some electricity or electrician type of um wiring there you go you have to do some breadboarding and wiring to fix something and i find that aspect of the game very fun as i like puzzles and uh that type of thing is um not my forte but a strength i have so that's one of my favorite aspects of Spider-Man as well, is doing the puzzles that have to do with wiring electricity. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool, though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a very good game overall. I, I, I like it so far. So I'm, I'm trying to finish this up. Nice. Yeah. Finish it up before Spider-Man comes out. Yeah, no, that's pretty much how I feel about um, Sekiro. I want to start it tomorrow. Um, I started back up because nice. Yeah, I've been taking a break from it, but I'm like, okay, maybe it's time I just start back on the wagon again. Yeah. Um. And that's all I have to talk about. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go into Cube Corner because it relates to something that I'm playing. So today's episode of Cube Corner is talking about the one, the only, at the time, Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube. Many people probably know this game because it was released in 2005 to critical acclaim. The story follows uh, protagonist Leon S. Kennedy, and it's the first game in a fixed third-person perspective. So it's over-the-shoulder, and this game kind of spearheaded the over-the-shoulder concept when it came to action games because now you see it in games like Gears of War. So, mm-hmm. um, you're Leon S. Kennedy. You were once a police officer in Raccoon City, but now you're working for the U.S. government, and your special mission is to rescue the president's daughter from this island in Spain. And um, a bunch of hijinks ensue, and you eventually find Ashley, and you have to escape the island, and you encounter characters um, such as uh, Albert Wesker, of course, and Ada Wong. And it's badass. It's it's a great game. Um, and didn't this game come out on Switch recently, like last month? Yeah. So the reason why a lot of people know about this game is arguably it's probably one of Capcom's best titles. Um, it's been ported to everything, literally everything, from Windows on Steam to the Wii to the PS3, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and even iOS and Android. That's right. You could play it on your phone. 
Wow, that's pretty impressive. At one point. It seems like it seems like the Resident Evils that people talk about are they talk about two, which also had a reboot. They talk about four, and then they talk about seven. Right. So Resident Evil Four kind of kickstarted the over the shoulder gameplay mechanic for subsequent Resident Evils after this. Res- RE Five had it, Resident Evil Six had it, and then after that, um, it, they went and for seven they went to a first person perspective. So it's like it comes in threes. It seems like where they kind of experiment with a certain gameplay style and then they kind of move on from there and try something new because I would argue that Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 are more action-oriented than horror-oriented and Resident Evil 7... Went, Seems like it. Yeah, yeah. And Resident Evil 7 went back to the horror aspect. So, yeah, this game is near and dear to my heart. I played it on the GameCube and my cousin's GameCube way back in the day. Uh, I realized you could get a Tommy gun with unlimited ammo and I was like, yo, cuz, <laughs> yo, cuz how do I get this? And he's like, well, maybe if you sold everything in your inventory you could get it so that's what i did like i saved one of his new uh, one of his old save files into a new save file and i basically got um got uh the tommy gun and i was like okay then the game was just significantly easier because everything dies and just you know if you just keep spraying the gun in their direction when you say you sold everything, you sold everything? Like every single gun in the inventory. I basically everything but the health items. Okay. So like the the green herbs, the red herbs and anything that's combined. Um sold all that and got the Tommy gun. And I was like, "Cool. I have the Tommy gun now and I'm just going to win the game cuz it's so easy." Hey. So yeah, it's a nice little unlock that you get after being the whole game. You have the option to get another gun. Uh, it, it was a pretty long game from what I remember playing it the first time. I'm replaying it now, which is awesome. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit easier because I've played this so many times that I kind of remember everything and how everything goes and kind of the little tricks you could do to, to, uh, to get the game. Um, so a lot of people don't know that this game is actually supposed to be more of a paranormal, um, setting to be more in a paranormal setting. Um, such as like living dolls, like animated suits of armor and ghosts, especially this ghost with like a large hook. And so people started calling him like the hook man or something. Uh, so that was revealed in E3 2003. And then since then, they kind of changed it to be more in, in line with the Resident Evil uh, formula where it's like zombies were created from this virus instead of going to like a castle and seeing ghosts and stuff. Because that, Okay, got it. Yeah, because ghosts and, and specters and the, the paranormal aren't really Resident Evil it's it it's more surrounding like the umbrella corporation and their shady dealings and the viruses that they create that people are trying to you know not to not get out into the wild but of course they did and so yeah it's uh it's a great game it's uh it's really cool that uh this game kind of led and kind of put uh Resident Evil into the spotlight and made it into more this was the this was the game that put it in spotlight i'd say you know the first few games they did but this one was like the most popular like it okay, sold the most I copies i didn't know that well i mean like you, you don't see all the other games being ported to everything this is the one game that was like ported to literally everything um i see everyone knows about it everyone talks about it and uh even, although they said that it was only going to be in the GameCube there's a little sticker on the top left corner that says only for GameCube that's not right anymore <laughs> because the game it, it, it was too popular at the time and the years after that to not be on everything else and Capcom was like well Nintendo sorry we have to port this to everything because we want to make money off of it and I I, I would argue the special copy exactly I would argue you're the chosen one no oh well, I mean like every copy says only for GameCube <laughs> on, oh, on the GameCube okay. Yeah, I I would argue that this is Capcom's most profitable title and probably um the one that the probably the, yeah, like you mentioned before, one of the Resident Evils that everyone talks about. So, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4, great game. If you haven't played it yet, you don't have to play on the GameCube. I mean, I swear like on PC it's a lot easier cuz you can aim with the mouse instead of aiming with the joysticks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cuz it's it's kind of hard to aim cuz you can't move. And shoot, you can only stop and shoot, which is kind of lucky because these enemies are kind of slow. But there's some segments where yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't move and shoot. Like this is this is difficult. But you have to understand the mechanics, learn how to play it well, and once you master them, you can continue playing the game and be good at it. So, again, recommend this to anyone who loves Resident Evil and loves the franchise. Um, yeah, check it out. Come go get it. Go Very get cool. 
yeah, this has been the this edition of Keep Going. We got three questions to end the podcast. Let's do it. Um, so the first two questions have to do with episode 102 and when we were talking about the Sony and Microsoft Alliance mm-hmm. that is in that is coming. So uh, the first one comes from Johnny the Truth Teller. And this one is more of a comment, uh, which says Sony has to do this uh, in reference to the Sony Microsoft Alliance. Sony has to do this or they will not survive next generation. The future is cloud gaming. Sony does not have the money, the technology, or time to build their own cloud gaming network. Microsoft saving them. Yes. We pretty much agree. I think we... Yeah, we we pretty much agree with that. Because Sony can't survive off of just the Japan market. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, Sony hasn't been doing anything for streaming and we know for a fact that microsoft has so right and it's about time they start going into that game yep and then next one is i think the real question about microsoft and sony partnership from pj sucks is there going to be two cloud systems lifting from microsoft azure azure or is it going to be one joint cloud system I think that's actually a very good question. I um I'm inclined to think it's two systems actually. I'm in agreement with you simply because why would they share it? They're still rivals in a certain sense. Agreed. But they just have this partnership where it's like, oh yeah, like I'll help you, you help me. But I'll help you, you help me, we'll take down Google. Yeah. But but they're both Sony and Microsoft are both very well aware they have two separate fan bases, so like they can't they can't just have a joint cloud system all of a sudden. They have to kind of separate the two, I think. Yeah, they have to. Oh, yeah. Or another one would be they have a joint one at first and then... No, that's actually not, that's not a good idea um, business-wise for either of them. They'd have Both of them would have to do two systems, two separate systems. I'd like to think of it as Google is the White Walkers and, you know, everyone else are the, the PlayStation slash Xbox people gathering up, even though they're enemies, to take down this bigger enemy that they know is threatening, yep. threatening them in a certain sense. Exactly. And who knows? Nintendo might join this and then we got a big, the big three in gaming coming together to... <laughs> Take down the Ice King. And then you th- when- yeah, cue the Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> yep. And the last question is from Rokuru Rangetsu. Uh, two questions. First question is, should they take away... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Should you take Sorry. away... Should they take away Randy Pitchford's Twitter? <laughs> you know... I'd say yeah, they should, because he's just—he's crazy. Like he's a crazy guy. <laughs> I mean, the thing, is, the issue with here is, we we been knew about this with Trump's Twitter for a while, and that hasn't happened yet. So the answer is yes, they should. Yeah. Whether it's gonna happen, oh God, who knows? Nah, uh, he's America. Because Randy Pitchford, you take away his, you take away his Twitter. You know what this guy's gonna do? He's gonna create another Twitter. I bet. Exactly. This he he's exercising <laughs> his right to freedom of speech. And true. While I appreciate that, at the same time, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm not in his line of fire. That's all good, and I probably never will be. But. I mean, he's he's just he's just annoying. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Oh my god! I think the latest thing he did um, had to do with uh, animal rights. I didn't look at the tweet. I just know it had to do had, was related to that. I don't. I don't want to read it anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not super into that. I know, but yes, they should, but they won't. It's, in fact, not it's yeah. not that they won't. Randy Pitchford's not gonna do it. He's the CEO. No, absolutely not. He has <laughs> he's got too much of an ego and too much power to do that. <laughs> I was watching um I was watching a no clip documentary. They're the people that made the documentary about uh Telltale. Uh, Telltale. Telltale. Yeah. Yep, that's a good documentary. It wasn't that one. I was watching a documentary on them talking about the the creation of Half-Life and just 
Valve kind of in general. And they interviewed Randy Pitchford because his company made um, a couple of the expansion packs, Blue Shift and um, what was the other one called? There's another one that they made for the original Half-Life game. And um, he was talking about- his company's name? Gearbox, Gearbox Studios, yeah. Okay. They were talking about um, how they created it and kind of the inspiration behind it and how to like integrate it into the the Half-Life universe. And I thought that was really cool. And the way he talked about it, he's so passionate. He was like, he sounded really like, like a good person. And then I hear all these new, all these news stories about him and he's, he's crazy. I'm <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> what, what happened to God. you, dude? Uh, Opposing Force is the other one. But still, like, I was just like, dude, oh man, like, can you be less of a child and more of an adult? <sighs> My goodness. But yeah, so that was an interesting thing. This is the CEO, by the way, who left a USB stick of porn videos at a medieval times restaurant. Yep, and people forget about that. That sentence in itself is like of the memes, but it's real. Yeah, um, he he did it. People forget he, that he did it, and I'm like, don't forget that this man did that. <laughs> I mean, At medieval time. It would it would be worth it would be worse <laughs> if it was like child porn, but the fact that it's still porn is still embarrassing, and I'm like, dude. At medieval times. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many... Yeah, why did you have a stick there? <laughs> why did you? Why, who? Who? Again, we already talked about this, but still, who takes porn with them on a USB stick to medieval times in general in public? Yeah, man. This is... <laughs> Who even knows? Ugh. Whatever. Actually, if you take I if you take away Randy Pitchford's Twitter, it's not going to be entertaining anymore. I don't know. I, I, I redact my statement. Don't take away his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just leave it, dude. I mean, leave it. Leave it be. We're going to get great stories from this. <laughs> yep. Keep, keep on keeping on. The uh, second question he asks is, when you go to a restaurant, what is the food or side... If you see it, you have to get it. Oh, man. I, I'm going to have to say French fries for me. French fries are kind of my weakness. So for me as a side, uh, it's garlic fries. So if it, so, it's like I can be okay without fries, but if something says it has garlic fries, uh, I, I have to get it because I really like because I, I – I love garlic. <laughs> I went to uh, SF State's graduation at uh, Oracle Park on Tuesday, and I got the garlic fries because, you know, I don't really buy them in general. But, of course, everyone says, like, oh, the ones at Oracle Park are the best. And I haven't had them in a couple years, and I had them. And I was like, wow, these are actually really addicting. And I forgot how really, really good garlic fries taste. Dude, garlic garlic in general is the best. I don't know what it is about sports stadiums, but arenas and stadiums do garlic fries the best of all fries. And they're expensive. That's the thing that I'm like, no. So worth it, though. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they are good. I have to admit that. <laughs> uh, two other things. Uh, if I see calamari as an appetizer, I have to get that. I know. Then, I know that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, I have to get that. And then if I see tater tots as a side, I'll also get tater tots. I like I like potatoes also in tater tot form. <laughs> like how we both both of the things that we mentioned are fry based, or like carb based potato Dude, things. <laughs> I live my life with no regrets. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, one other thing that I would say is if I go to a Japanese restaurant or a Japanese bar, aka an izakaya, and I see chicken karaage, I have to get it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I I just thought of another one. Yeah, I know. Keep going. He, you know. Okay, I got more. I got more. This question guys. isn't limited to just one answer. He didn't specify. Yep, so. I, <laughs> yep. So if I see macaroni and cheese as a side, uh, I have to get the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Another terrible food, <laughs> and then. This... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'll I'll mix it up. Yeah. For brec- breakfast. If I see Eggs Benedict, I get the Eggs Benedict. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have similar tastes. I love Eggs Benedict. Okay. Yes. (laughs) For me, it's like if I go to a restaurant and they have Spam and eggs and rice, I'm like, okay. Even if it's not Hawaii, I'm like, I kind of want that now. (laughs) No, dude. I. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Drinks. 
Drinks? Oh man. Yeah. See, so I don't drink soda, and I, at least I try not to. But root beer is the only thing that I will drink, like at a movie theater, or mm. if I go to In and Out, or if I, you know, if I go to any fast food restaurant and they give me a drink with my meal, I'm like, well, I guess I'll have a little bit of root beer. For sure. Um, for me, if it's a Coke slushy at a movie theater, then I'll I'll get the Coke slushy. Oh man, that's good. In slushy form. Oh, nice. Um, and then, uh, um, in terms of alcohol, if I see Asahi, that's my choice beer, and then, yep. um, and then another, uh, no, that's it actually. That like that's a that that's like as specific as it can get. Yeah. No, I'm actually right there with you. Asahi's a yeah. really good choice. Yeah. Um. Am I missing any? Nope, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I I could go on too, but like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll just get hungry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. I hope that answers your Jer- questions. <laughs> yep, Jeremy. If anyone has other questions for the next episode, where should they go? They can go to www.downtime.live. Click on the word contact. Set up, submit there. You know, leave us a comment, question. We'll, we'll answer on the podcast or you can email us directly at contact at downtime.live you can uh, send us an email with a comment or question and again we'll read it on the podcast at least where else can they leave us comments or questions did you say YouTube? no okay there you go so I, was like, <laughs> I, I was like I thought you said everything no I wanted YouTube. you to continue I was, I was playing off of you <laughs> oh my gosh okay I felt that everyone. Pick up the I'm baton sorry. and keep running. <laughs> okay, YouTube, um, anywhere we we have the podcast, uh, write an Apple podcast review if you listen to us through Apple iTunes. Yes. Um, you can click on the word community on our website and join our Discord where we talk about video games yep. and more than that. So you can talk to us directly, send us messages, and we'll respond. You can leave us questions. We have a whole thread on our Discord that's dedicated to just questions, and you can leave a question there. So yeah, uh, anything else, Elisa? Um, no, no, I think that's it. Cool. <laughs> I, was, I was like, we said everything, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. So <laughs> thanks, Johnny PJ and Rokoru for your questions again. Yes, thank you. Take us to the finish line, please. Whew. All right. Um, one hundred four. We did it. <laughs> we made it. We did it. We, we made it. Go, go yeah. Warriors. Yeah, go Warriors. Have a good night. Go Warriors. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>